What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a special Thanksgiving edition of the DFS Dose podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hover. As always, I'm joined by the two Jays, Joey Carrion and Jared Marcus. On today's show, uh, we're going to switch up the format a little bit, go game by game, break down the three Thanksgiving games that we've got on this three-game slate. Uh, you know, just switch it up a little bit, talk about it in that format rather than position by position. And we will close out the show with some contrarian ways to stack and attack this slate because we're going to need leverage to gain any sort of uh, equity in a three-game slate. But before we do that, Joey, would you mind uh, telling the people how they can support the podcast? You can support the podcast by following us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. That's where all of our stuff gets posted to. So on Twitter at the DFS Dose. And then you can listen to the podcast. You know, you're probably listening to it on YouTube or iTunes right now or Spotify at the DFS Dose. So go ahead, subscribe. You can subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. Uh, go ahead, leave a like, comment, share. You know, ring the notification bell if you're watching the videos. You know, you get reminded that we post it on every Friday morning, and that's the best way to support us. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, let's not waste any time here, and let's talk about the first game, the early game on this slate. Uh, it's going to be Bears-Lions. The total is 38 and a half as of right now. Bears are favored by two and a half points. Um, so what do you guys, what are your initial thoughts in regards to this game, my I, I'm thinking it's the least, you know, uh, the least interesting game of the three, personally. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely gonna be the worst game uh, for this slate for DraftKings and to watch in real life, in my opinion. Um, at least we get it out of the way early with it being at 12:30 Eastern, so you know we could just watch it while we're snacking and doing some other stuff for Thanksgiving. But yeah, just an ugly game in general. Um, there, there. I think there's some plays in this game, but I don't think this is a game to target if you want to win tournaments. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> that's my take on it. What do you think about this early game, Jared? Trash. I would just play the running backs. That's really it. Looking at uh, on the Bears side, I think that both running backs are pretty interesting. Cohen has seen 50% of snaps in three straight. And, you know, alternatively, David Montgomery is also interesting at 5,400, I think. You know, he's completely void of this supposed Kareem Hunt-like explosiveness that everybody said he had coming out of college. I mean, he's honestly pretty sluggish watching him play. But, I mean, he's in a great matchup against the terrible Lions run D, 15 touches in five straight. And, you know, he's getting the highest rate of five uh, touches inside the five-yard line of anybody. And even with Cohen, he is running routes, uh, ran a season-high 23 routes last week against the Giants. Lions are giving up touchdowns to running backs a ton. So, you know, we're going to need players who have two touchdown potential. You know, somebody on the slate is going to get two touchdowns at low ownership, and you're going to need them. I think that, you know, Montgomery has a shot to be that person. Although, if we're talking cash games, I'd prefer Cohen just because of his, you know, receiving role. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think Montgomery is a solid GPP option this week. And, you know, the main... Uh, contest for the Thanksgiving slate is a $20, $1.75 million uh, wishbone. So, I mean, I think that should be our basis for this uh, GBP. It's like that's like the main tournament. So, I think for that tournament, <clears throat> I think you'll get him at decent ownership. I don't think he'll be too loaned, but I don't think he'll be, you know, chalk. Um, 
because people are going to look for value plays, and I think he has one of the best uh, spots on the board going up against the Lions. And like you said, his volume has increased over uh, the last month or so. So I don't I don't mind Montgomery, but it's just he's very touchdown dependent, and um, he doesn't really do much in the passing game. So it, it's a tough play for me personally. But like you said, you're just hoping for the touchdowns with Montgomery. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the running back position, I think, you know, Zeke and Kamara are going to dominate ownership. And then I don't really see anybody else being that high owned. I think, you know, Cohen and Montgomery will probably be somewhere between maybe like 15 and 30%. You know, Devin Singletary will definitely draw interest. Some people will try to pivot to like Latavius on this slate. But I think all of these guys are going to be relatively, you know, just middling to low owned because everybody's going to focus on on the two big dogs on this slate. Yeah, for sure. Um, just <clears throat> with the quarterbacks, I don't think any quarterback is in play for any type of contest this week. Um, Trubisky is kind of intriguing, but he's been, you know, largely terrible this entire season. I mean, he did have a good game against the Giants, put up a solid 20 fantasy points, so he can get there in this matchup against the Lions, and the Bears should dominate this game. And uh, I, Trubisky does have some, you know, some uh gpp winning uh possibilities but i don't think it's necessary to go to him on this slate and then you got jeff driscoll who was limited in practice on monday and we might get david blow starting hey my son david blow he's gonna blow away the competition (laughs) an undrafted rookie quarterback out of purdue um i don't think he's in play 4200 just a terrible uh, game for him to come in if he ends up starting. I mean, you want to talk a 1% play, you could get, like, blow to Galladay, blow to Jones. I don't, I don't know, man. I probably <laughs> wouldn't go there myself, but you want, to, you want to play in a large field GPP. It's possible. But what about, uh, I mean, I don't really think there's any lion in play in particular in this spot. Like, I mean, some people are going to be interested in Bo Scarborough. Do either of you like uh, Scarborough? Yeah, the Bears' defense is trash. Their run defense is horrible. They've been giving up more and more yards without Akeem Hicks uh, every week. So he's definitely in play, especially if they have a backup backup quarterback. Yeah, they'll definitely try and, I mean, he'll probably be the main, the main like, fixation of this offense. It's just the fact is that he's going to get zero catches and... You know, I mean, he's dominated touches. Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick, neither have seen over seven touches in a game since they've really decided to roll with Scarborough. Just interesting looking at this Lions team. But I just, I don't know. I think that, you know, he's probably like the fifth or sixth or seventh best running back play on a three-game slate. So, I mean, I definitely, you could go there. But does he have two touchdown upside or a 100-yard upside? I think it's tough to imagine that. Yeah, I don't. I don't really Why think not? he has a hundred yard he, upside. He almost had a hundred yards last week. He was two yards away. But the offense as a whole is taking a. St- I mean, you would think is taking a step step back going to David Blow versus Driscoll. I mean, even not saying Driscoll's anything special, but I mean, this guy was. You know, they're calling the XFL for quarterback help. That's how desperate. I mean, Haskins is. is hot fucking garbage. So. Or not Haskins. I am out of it right now. Wow. Driscoll ain't Driscoll isn't good either. But I mean I get Blow as a downgrade, but Driscoll isn't good whatsoever. And they still gave Bo 
the ball not, uh, 18 times for 98 yards. Um, I think I think Bowl gets over 100 yards and a touchdown. Honestly, I think they're just gonna lean on him because they're not gonna throw the ball. Right. And when they do, they can't because the Bears have a good pass defense. They have a horrible rush defense. That's the way you have to beat the Bears. Obviously, the Giants yeah. didn't get that picture last week. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely, and and it's mostly because Saquon is dust. But um, so Bo at forty seven hundred. All right, so there's a, some slight interest there. What about the wide receivers in this game? Because I think that you know, at least for the Bears side, that this is where we get some value. My favorite play, I think, at least one of my favorite plays on the slate is going to be Anthony Miller, who's got. Uh, averaging 10 targets per game over his last two. He's only 3,900. Lions are missing their number two corner, so it doesn't matter if he's going to be predominantly inside or outside. He should be in a good matchup, and uh, Taylor Gabriel is likely or at least potentially going to miss this game due to a concussion. I think Anthony Miller at 3,900 is probably uh, one of the best values on this slate. Yeah, he's nuts. Yeah, I mean, he is a very, very good value with Taylor Gabriel this week. 3900 gives you some uh, salary savings for the slate. Um, Just don't know about his ceiling, especially for GPPs. I mean, I think he's safe to go with in cash. I don't know if he's in my GPP pool this week. Um, I just don't think any wide receiver on the Bears has a, a very high ceiling besides Allen Robinson. So... A-Rob would be the player that I would target out of any uh, player on this in this game would be Allen Robinson. Why? His ceiling is the highest out of any Yeah, but how player. high of a ceiling do you need on a three-game slate? Yeah, I, d- I agree with that. Like, you can definitely, you know, if Anthony Miller gets you, like, 15 points at 3,900 and allows you to fit in Thomas or Kamara or Zeke or you know, multiple of those guys, like... I'm you not know, paying for Allen. If Robinson. he catches a touchdown, there's. I, I I tend to agree. I mean, I I see Joey's point though. Like Allen Robinson, obviously a much higher ceiling. I mean, he had 131 yards last week, and he had a 60 yard catch, you know, taken off from a penalty. I mean, dude almost put up 200 yards on the Giants, and you know, in the last time they played the Lions, he only saw two targets against Slay. They completely schemed him away from Slay, so you don't have to really worry about matchup in this spot. Either way, I don't know. He's got upside, but it's just tough. You know, Ridley and Julio are both right there in that price range. Ridley's a much better play, just, but if know. you want to get ownership off Julio, then play Allen Robinson, I guess. But there's no need to fade. I don't think there's a need to fade Anthony Miller. Honestly. I agree with cause... that. And just a little bit of deep sleeper action, Javon Wims, who played 90% of snaps in both games that Taylor Gabriel missed. He's men price 3K, you know. That's a player who catches a touchdown at 3K and you're just sailing to the money. Yeah, I, I just don't know um, if <clears throat> having a wide receiver that, you know, their range of outcomes can get you five points will win you, you know, a tournament. That's just, well, what are that's the, just my The low thinking. range of their outcomes shouldn't be really taken into play with the tournament, right? I mean, it, with Anthony Miller, like, I think he's a great play this week. Um just, I think more times than not, he's going to score under 10 points. And I don't want that if I'm playing in this tournament this week. All right, that's fair. Uh, are you guys ready to move on? Yep. Okay, next game here is 
what I think is personally going to be the game to own. You know, obviously people are going to really want to target the late game on this slate, but I think that, you know, this game has a lot of scoring potential, a lot of interesting plays, and will give you some leverage off of the ownership of the Saints-Falcons game. And, of course, talking about the Bills and Cowboys, total right now is 45.5. It's been bet up a full point since open. Dallas is a 7-point home favorite in this spot and you know both of these teams are going to be trying really hard for you know a playoff spot bills are desperate to make it the cowboys should be a shoe in i think because of the division they're in but either way this is going to be uh you know a game with some interesting plays no doubt about it what do you think joey i mean yeah this is one of my favorite games for tournaments this week um specifically i like dag prescott a lot i mean it's a tough matchup going up going up against the bills uh defense which is pretty good but they are the number one offense in the NFL going uh, back to Dallas after their loss against the Patriots. And I think this is a game where the Cowboys, or specifically Jason Garrett, is on the hot seat. And I think they come out and they uh, beat this Bills team that has largely beat up on bad teams um, for their eight wins. And I'm not too high on the Bills at all so i'm always gonna uh, target them and when they're playing good teams such as the cowboys so i like dak as a tournament quarterback this week all right in terms of like vegas totals you know there's a there's a significant drop off between we've got the saints at 27 and uh seven, 27.75 and we've got the cowboys at 26 and then the next closest is six points lower with the falcons so you know it's really the cowboys offense and the saints offense are going to be the two premier offenses on this three game slate um you know Dak has not been less than like quarterback what is it quarterback he's been a top 10 quarterback in every home game this season this is going to be a tough matchup but you know i don't know i like i like both quarterbacks in this game personally what are your thoughts on this game jared um Hold on, I'm just pulling up Fantasy Labs. Um, so Zeke is a lock. And I don't know if you guys pay attention to the Bills at all. Because I usually don't, because I fucking hate Bills fans. But they obviously try to stop the pass. So they play, they play more coverage than they do play people in the box. Right? So Zeke has to be a lock, right? Like, we could all agree on that. Like, there's no reason to fade him in any situation other than one out of 150 lineups. Right? Like, that's my, that's my opinion. Um, definitely. Especially with a 26.25 team total. I think you get all of. Is Trey White going to shadow Cooper? You think so, right? Or no? Definitely. No, he, he will. I mean, they saw that they were able to... Sh- I mean, if they were watching what happened last week, they'll they'll probably try to do exactly what the Patriots then, did, take him out of the game completely. Then I'm all over Dak. I'm all over Dak, Gallup, and Zeke. First of all, Dak is way too cheap. Yeah, I don't know why they priced Josh Allen above Dak Prescott. I, That's just stupid. I don't think Josh Allen's price is stupid. I just think Dak's price is stupid. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I think I think the same. Cause like, Josh Allen's prices. This is where he should be the rest of the season. Cause he's he's probably the most consistent. One of the most consistent. Not the most, but like, he scored under seventeen point six one time this year. So yeah. you're getting just about three x no matter like, 
right around 6.2, which is fine. Because that's 18.6. He's, you know, so that's fine. Dak is a clear misprice. Like, the reason to play... There's almost no reason to play Trubisky. That's the same. That's the same way of fading Zeke. You play Trubisky in one out of one fifty, yeah. in my opinion, because I mean, Dak is right there. Why not pay four hundred more for yeah. Dak in a, like you said, a rising team total? They've already gone up mm-hmm. a half a point. I mean, the Bears have gone up point eight, but I mean. This is just a higher. But there, there, there's no, there's no way the Lions are not going to keep like, up. Keep pace, that's you why, know what like I mean? that. But like Allen, yeah, could. exactly. So, a uh, a Prescott, Zeke, Gallup stack. You could run it back with. I don't mind Singletary. Um, they're finally, like I said, they're finally giving him the touches that he was going to get after that. What was it, the Cleveland game where we said he was going to lose all his touches? Yeah. Yep. And then we said he was going to get all his touches back. so And they're showing. They've given him 16 touches, 22 touches, and he's producing. Dallas's run defense isn't It's not elite. I mean, it's not horrible, yeah. but it's not good, you know? Yeah, Dallas and Buffalo are right next yeah. to each other in terms of rushing yards allowed per game. Dallas has given up 1048 uh, the Bills are giving up 104.4. Yeah. So they're right next to each other in terms of that. And just with Zeke, he checks off all the boxes. Uh, Home-favored running mm-hmm. back, 20-plus um, touches a game, and he's seven. High-team total. Yep. High-team total and 7.4K. And this is – There's no reason just to not play And just to – this is a perfect running, running back because I like both the running backs in this game. Singletary can get catches – they didn't use him as a obviously they didn't didn't need to check it down to him last week because the Broncos are hot garbage, for one, and they were just busting them so they could just run it down his down their throat. But he had a stretch where he had six targets, four targets, six targets in three games. He didn't get any targets against Miami because John Brown got in that ass, so they didn't need to use it use him. Yeah, he did. But I think they're gonna need to. They're going to need to do some draw plays. They're going to need to do some screens, some checkdowns. So I, I think Singletary is a smash spot. Gallup, especially if we get uh, Trey on Coop, Gallup is a smash play too. And just to talk about both of those, because I like both of those plays as well. You know, Dallas limited James White, who was a semi-popular play last week. But, you know, that was A, an atrocious weather game. And B, Dallas is still top five in the league in terms of allowing receptions to running backs. And like you said, Singletary, you know, averaging six targets per game over the last threes, run 70 routes over the last three. You know, Frank Gore finally hit that, uh, you know, rushing mark that he was trying to hit, breaking that record of Barry Sanders or whatever. So he's what like number three all time or something like that so you know they can finally stop trying to give him touches he's complete dust and they need to let Singletary shine and then you know to your point about Michael Gallup I think that he is one of the best plays on the board especially with Amari Cooper projected to be shadowed and you know honestly Michael Gallup has out targeted Amari since their bye week four weeks ago so you know he's just a straight up great play uh sets up really well in this spot and has a super high ceiling at 5500 so I really like Gallup quite a bit. Yeah, I think Gallup is a good play. I mean, it, see, I, I know we were talking about it before the pod, but like Amari Cooper's six K, which is really cheap, and he's been one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He was a 
PFF's number one ranked uh, wide receiver before last week's game against the Patriots. So, I mean, it's just a cheap price tag for him. And if you don't believe in, you know, Tredavious White and that Hill shadow, I think Amari Cooper is going to be very low-owned, even in a three-game uh, slate for tournaments. But he's got that knee um, injury, too, and he just got yeah, he just got fucking doodooed on by Stefan yeah, Gilmore. Yeah, he just shit on him, like, completely. Literally. I mean, one of my favorite running back spots is the king of the dust. Cole my guy Beasley. Cole? Cole Beasley. Revenge Best game. rapper in the NFL. I don't see th- three games slate. You could take some risks in tournaments. You know, Cole Beasley's 4.7K really doesn't have much upside, but he's going back to Dallas, and I think he's got some vengeance on his on his temple. So mm. play vengeance on I his mean, temple. I like that. If you wanna, I mean, <laughs> so the slot receivers in this game are a complete washout for me. As of two weeks ago or last week, the Bills were ranked. Wait, I think the Bills were. Hold on. I just lost it. Yeah, the Bills are tough. The Bills are ranked second against slot. and From our, our slot specialist. <laughs> yeah, and, slot specialist. And Dallas was ranked eighth against the slot. So they're a complete wash for me. I'd rather take a shot on John Brown because he has arguably the one of the highest upsides like upside plus ownership edge on the slate. Honestly, probably yeah, the but highest. But it's like the Cowboys are also like top three against outside wide receivers too. So I mean, it's just a tough matchup for the Bills wide receivers. But I do like John Brown this yeah, week. Yeah, but um, Cole Smokey Brown smoked Chris Harris for a thirty-four yard touchdown. Cole Beasley is just you know revenge game, revenge narrative driven. I'm gonna, I don't. I'm yeah. gonna say this right now. Everyone was talking shit about how Josh Allen can't throw deep and he's being too much of a pussy and he's scared and blah blah blah. And you know what's building up perfectly? Two weeks ago, I called the John Brown game almost to a T. Last week, he chucked it deep on Chris Harris. And what do we get? What do we get this week? A primetime game on Thanksgiving. The Where, Bills are only primetime. And you game know, and you know the what? Season. They're going to want to show. And you know what out. Josh Allen is going to want to do? He's going to want to chuck it deep. You know how many times he's going to chuck it deep? It's probably going to be probably five to six times. And if John Brown can catch one of those, golden. And it's going to happen. See the key word in there. Key word in there is is if. Uh, Okay. Okay, really, you don't. Think <laughs> he if, ain't gonna do it. If he chucks it, if Josh chucks Allen it in primetime, what could go wrong? Absolutely nothing, because he's our on savior. Thanksgiving. Then, then right. get on his ass right now, please. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I mean, he's bugging. Obviously, Josh Allen to John Brown is is an awesome tournament play. Like, I would, I don't think I would play John Brown if I'm playing cash. But like, I mean, okay. there's no, yeah. there's no question that he's a awesome GPP leverage yeah. play. Especially people are scared of the match. Yeah, I said he's a great play. He's a great GPP yeah, play but, every week. It's just I'm not think, really confident think, in Josh Allen's ability on a in a prime time Thanksgiving Day game going into Dallas up against one of the. Toughest, I know, but think uh, about this. Secondary. This, this is what this is. This is my point right here. So we have Cooper, who's banged up against Trey White, right? We have Galladay, who's going against a Chicago defense with fucking blow, and then we have Allen Robinson with Trubisky going up going up against Slay in Detroit. Yeah, we didn't mention the defense, but play Bears defense. I just yeah, to yeah, play Bears. Yeah, oh yeah, play yeah, Bears yeah, yeah, defense. yeah. Um, so 
And then we have John Brown, who's getting someone who can throw it deep and has been showing he's going to throw it deep. John Brown has been probably... John Brown is like top five in air yards, and he's been one of the most consistent receivers this whole yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Upside plus ownership. Yeah. John Brown has the highest upside plus ownership edge on the slate. I don't care what anybody says. Especially when yeah. Calvin Ridley is 300 more, and he's going to be massive. Exactly. So I like... I like him as a one. Totally that's what I, that. I don't that's, like Josh Allen. Oh well, I'm talking about like a running back, like a running back. He's fine with yeah, a I mean, running you back. Run it back with the Dak to Gallup to yeah. Zeke. Run it back. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. Stack, yeah, like John I'm not, Brown and I'm not stacking the Bills. But like, and then, I would stack the Bills. I'm, and there's there's no tight ends in play for me for GPPs in Knox. either of these two games. You don't like Knox? We didn't talk about tight ends in the in the Lions Bears game because there there yeah. are none. Yeah, yeah there's Hawk, none in that. So Hawk don't play any hurt. tight ends from that game. Who do you got? Logan Thomas, right? Yeah, no, yeah. not even worthy. Yeah, nah. But I mean, Dawson Knox. D- Dawson mean, Knox is fine. He has. I mean, we'll get to it in a minute here, but it's like basically like Jared Cook, or you're just punting at tight end. There's really nobody else. Yeah, yeah honestly, literally, so. just make a lineup and leave, and then just rotate the two point nine to. Something else. Play play one with Jesse James, one with Logan Thomas, one with Dawson Knox, one with Blake Jarwin. Just like rotate them. Pick the same lineup. Just make four lineups with a different tight end. You'll hit the nuts. Yep. Let's uh let's move on to this last game. By far, it's going to be the most popular game like to stack on the slate. It'll definitely draw the most ownership. Uh, we're talking about Saints Falcons. Uh, f- uh forty eight point five total on this game it's actually been bet down opened at 50 so we're down a point and a half on this game Saints are seven point home favorites um and this this game contains the lock of the slate you know michael thomas at 9100 oh I, i'm sorry uh it's actually in atlanta not i said it was a home game for the saints no it's uh in atlanta but still michael thomas at 9100 is a stone lock i mean he's just been on an absolute insane run up to this point um, I mean, I kind of wish DK had priced him up, you know, Christian McCaffrey style, put him above 10K so that he wouldn't be like, you know, 95% owned or something. But I mean, we're talking about a guy who hasn't had under 11 targets since week four. He's got five straight hundred yard games and he's just like, just a pure, pure smash play. Honestly. Yeah. He's an absolute lock in every single contest that you enter. Um, I don't see any reason to fade him. He's got the best possible matchup on the board out of any player on the slate going up against his terrible Falcons secondary. Um, consistently seeing 10-plus targets in every game. He's had five straight 100-yard games, and six out of his last seven have been 100-yard games. Um, he's just on an absolute godlike tier, especially for fantasy. Um, so he's the he's the best play on the entire board out of any position. Totally agree with that. Um, let's talk about some of the ancillary plays in this game. I think, you know, we talked about Jared Cook. I think he's really the only, like, viable tight end play. Um, you know, Jared was just talking about rotating the low price guys in. Definitely an option, you know, if one of them catches a touchdown and gets you something comparable to what cook gets you. But I mean, if you're playing cash, just lock in Jared cook. Cause he's the yeah. only one who's going mean, to get a solid target share out of any of these guys. I mean, lock in Jared cook for GPPs too. I mean, he hasn't seen, or excuse me, he hasn't scored less than 10 points in any game since week five. So, I mean, 
just locking Jared Cook at 4.8K because all the all the guys that are you know under 3K or around that price range, their you know potential range of outcomes do does include a zero. I don't think yeah. Jared Cook's uh, range includes a zero, so I'm just gonna take the safe route even in even in GPPs and play Jared Cook against uh, the Falcons. Yep, totally agree with that. Um, and it looks like Cooper's going to be out again, so okay. Uh, he yeah, so he's not a play, but Hooper would be the best play on the board if he is somehow active. So let me ask you this: um, Do you have any interest in playing Matt Ryan, who's averaging less than a touchdown per game over his last four? He's averaging more, you know, interceptions over his last four than touchdowns, and he's just kind of playing pretty awful um it is a home game against the saints second division matchup uh within the last you know three games i just i have very little interest in matt ryan i think that you know i'd rather play breeze allen and prescott all over him i mean personally i think drew breeze is the best quarterback play on the board um Matt Ryan is interesting. Like he's six point four k. He's at home. Uh, the Saints secondary is all right. Um, Lattimore, I think he should be back, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's like fifty fifty. I think, but he should. Be. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of wavering on Matt Ryan because, you know, he showed earlier in the year that he has, you know, elite fantasy upside, but like you mentioned, over the last month. He hasn't, you know, done anything, basically. And the Falcons' offense has literally just been terrible. Um, in the nut matchup last week against the Bucks, he ended with nine points. He ended up coming out of that game uh, for Matt yeah. Schaub. So, I mean, this Falcons' offense is hard to gauge. And if Julio's out, that I mean, that hurts Matt Ryan's stock even more for me. And I probably won't go there. But just in terms of quarterback rankings, I would rank Drew Brees... Dak and then Matt Ryan personally. Yeah. Um, just, um I think could, I agree with that, although Dak price included, I think, is probably my favorite. Yeah, he's definitely my favorite play on the slate, but I think you should uh be making more than one lineup on this slate, and I think you should uh have some shares of Drew Brees and you know to Michael Thomas or to Traquan Smith or Camara. I mean, we haven't talked about the running backs, but I think Camara is in play this week. Um, he's up there with Zeke in terms of my favorite running backs. Uh, great matchup against the Falcons, and he's seen forty-four targets over, or no, no, excuse, yeah, forty plus. He's seen around forty targets over the last month. Um, yeah, just no absolute with under seven smashing, catches in four straight. Absolute smashing in terms of that category it hasn't really resulted in uh, you know the fantasy point category. Um, but the upside is there, and I think the touchdown regression is coming. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week three. Yeah, and I mean, that's the kind of the same reason we all played him in cash last week, and, you know, he was largely about to bust all of our lineups until he got, like, five receptions on the last drive, mm -hmm. came in really clutch there. But, um, you know, look, I think that if I'm fading one player out of Zeke, Camara and Michael Thomas, I think it's going to be Camara because I like, you know, 
I like guys like Singletary and, you know, we talked about the Bears running backs. I think that you can play, you know, a combination of those three guys and have a lot of upside more, more, you know, likely than fading Michael Thomas, for example. Yeah. And and Zeke's price is just too good at 7,400. He's at home. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard, I think, to fit all three guys. I mean, you can definitely do it, but um, if you're fading one, I think Camaro's my yeah. choice. Yeah, I mean... I'd have to agree just with price included and everything, but Camara for tournaments, if you want to fade the other ones, Camara has, you know, the, the arguably one of the best upside plus talent on the entire slate at any given position. Uh, he could drop Definitely. a he could drop a forty point fantasy game just like that, and you could get him at lower ownership on this three game slate. Um, just with some of the got other guys in uh, pretty good spots, too. Um, I mean, yeah, if you're talking about 40-plus points, I think that there's Kamara, there's Zeke, there's Thomas, Julio, and then maybe Amari Cooper in his like top-tier yeah. you know, range of outcomes, and that's pretty unlikely in this matchup. So, yeah, like Kamara, it's definitely possible that he has a slate-breaking performance in this spot um you know as far as like the ancillary options in this game you know we've got guys like uh you know russell gage 4500 we've got guys like uh you know both of the saints wide receivers traquan smith and ted ginn who are each running about the same amount of routes both in great matchups ginn is 38 smith is 35 any of these guys stand out to you yeah i mean I like Gage. He's pretty cheap. And if Julio is out, I mean, he's questionable. He should, you know, it's Julio. He should play. Um, if Gage is out, he's he's going to be very popular. I mean, Ted Ginn and Traquan, if you want to take a little uh, dart throw with one of them, um, they can score a touchdown. I think didn't Traquan score last week? He did. He got he got less targets than Ginn, so yeah. it's like really a total coin flip. Yeah, I mean, it's a coin flip, and – um, you just hope that, you know, one of them gets a long touchdown. I mean, both of them do have some uh, high play upside in the Saints offense, especially in this matchup. So I don't mind them. I mean, the main decision for me is just Julio or Kelvin Ridley for looking at the Falcons wide receivers. Um, they've priced Kelvin Ridley up to the point where he's only 700 less than Julio. And Julio, you know, is one of the best wide receivers in NFL history in terms of like talent and production um he was <laughs> okay that's a, that's a hot take that's a hot take i'll give you that um, i mean i think we've seen the changing of the guard no i mean maybe not maybe i'm a year too early on that but i mean we'll I, I still think julio is a top tier wide receiver in the nfl and um, I think his price is very, very cheap. And Julio shot. Honestly, I, I think you could get, <laughs> I think you get him at lower ownership. Yeah, he should be. I mean, at Julio low missed pra- He should be for sure. I mean, he missed practice on Tuesday. He's legit questionable with that shoulder injury that caused him to miss uh, some time in that last game. So, um, Jared, I take it that you prefer Ridley out of the two. Of course, dude. I'm a, I'm a Ridley dick rider since day one. A yeah, I mean Ridley. I mean, Pause. dude had 14 targets, only caused you know less than half of them but still i mean the fact that they're willing to just pepper him like that in in a good matchup you know should avoid Lattimore if julio plays which you know makes it even better yeah especially you know we know you know listen play in the slot or is that is that russell is russell playing on a slot who's playing on the slot 
Oh yeah, Ru- Russell. I mean, they they both are, but Russell's playing like sixty five percent, I think, and you know Ridley's like in the thirties. So get some. I mean, you got to give you got to give my guy Gage the lean if he's going to be playing against PJ Williams. Gage is sixty three point nine percent in the slot, and yeah. um, Ridley is yeah. Rid- now nah, Ridley's on the outside. He's eleven percent in the slot. So yeah, Russell Gage is a lock and load. Yeah, um, I also think one of the better plays, um, if you're not going to play the Bears' defense, is the Saints' defense in this spot because Ryan has been collapsing, and you know, 3,500 people are going to be hesitant to pay up, and it's not that expensive. You can definitely fit it. So, yeah. dude, I hate to, I hate to um, blame Matt Ryan. I just don't think it's Matt Ryan. Like, I don't think he's the issue there. Like, honestly, I, mean, I really it, do not think just... he's the issue. It's not their offensive line sucks. Their coaching staff sucks. Their defense sucks. Just all around, just a shitty situation to be in. If you're and they're completely out of contention at this point, so it's like there's probably some you know yeah. I mean effort concerns as well. They're not going to roll over against the Saints. I'll tell you that much. They're still playing hard. They just smoked them. It's a division game. They just smoked them the other day or the other week. Yeah. What was it? Twenty six to nine or something. Yeah. Like completely yeah. shutting down that offense in the Superdome is saying something. Yeah, I think that the Saints are going to bounce back. Yeah, they're going to smoke spot, them. But... <laughs> they're going to light their ass on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, By Camaro. Let's move on to the last part of this show. Like, if we're talking about a pure leverage stack, give me, give me, you know, like a three to four person stack that you think is going to be super low owned that, uh, you know, we'll be able to get some leverage and GPPs for. Like, does that have to be the same team or like a running back? No, no, yeah, yeah, like a, you know, run it back, like a game stack. Well, I mean, you could always go, I mean, you could go Josh Allen, John Brown, and Gallup. Or you right. can go, or, yeah, lo- or Dak, that. Gallup, John Brown. It's got to include John Brown. I like John Brown. I think he's going to get you the best best leverage plus upside on the whole slate, honestly. It might not work out. What do you think, Joey? It. That's yeah, that's the attitude. Um, I mean, I, I like the Dak stack, you know, with Gallup, you know, maybe even Cooper. Because, honestly, I think Cooper will come in at lower ownership than Gallup. He 100% will. Um, Yeah. But there's obviously some concerns that we highlighted, you know, with the injury and the shadowing of uh, an elite corner. So, I mean, I I think Cooper, I don't know. I I think he's one of my favorite, you know, GPP. Just, you know, it's not a dart throw because he's not fucking, he's not cheap as hell. But he might as well be a dart throw this week. Um, nobody's going to play him. So I think that'd be my favorite uh, play is Dak to Cooper. Yeah, and then the real answer is uh, David Blow to Kenny Galladay. Bring, bring it back with David Montgomery. Um, okay, yeah. So we're no, that, doing I'm something ju- a light money player. <laughs> I'm just joshing with you guys. No, no I like uh, – I really like – uh josh allen to maybe my guy cole beasley um you know with zeke elliott and mike gallup um i think that's all right yeah that's that's disgusting but the other one that i want to uh say is breeze to camara breeze to camara 
uh, Mike Thomas, and then oh, that's real low. On. <laughs> yeah, three best plays on the slate. <laughs> and then you know, no, you no one's gonna back, think to do that. You run it back with you know Jaden Graham, three point one. All right, yo, uh, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. <laughs> if we're bringing up Jaden Graham, yo, real um, quick. Doesn't this just scream like a Marvin Jones troll the whole slate game? Yeah. He always goes off when he has absolutely no reason to go off. Like, there's no need for him to do anything, and he's just like, fuck it. Let's just. I mean, literally, both him and Galladay. Him and Galladay are both probably going to be under 10%. I don't. I think Galladay. I think Galladay gets gets locked, honestly. But this is like a. This is just screaming. Let me drop 200 and a touchdown, and nobody plays me. And I get. And the fat dude that lies on the couch and watches college football all day and decides to make a lineup today played me. You know? I mean, if David Blow is starting, I don't think nobody's in play. Hey, that's, that's the mentality I want everybody else to have. I'll play Marvin Jones. Marvin yeah. Jones has the ability to get 200 yards. Like, it's, it's, he's done it, like, once. Yeah, he has upside. He's had he's had a forty point game this yeah, year. Yeah, so I Not mean, this, this just screams a Marvin Jones Marvin Jones like troll game to break the slate. Yeah, okay, that's fair. So if you've learned anything from us, it's play Marvin Jones and play Jaden Graham and sail to the money. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be it for us. Uh, we do have a second show dropping this week uh, later on on Friday, as we always do. That'll cover the main slate. So make sure you check that out as well. Uh, you can follow us all on Twitter. Follow the show at the DFS Dose. Follow my personal Twitter at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, tell them where they can find you. You can follow me on Twitter at Joey Carrion underscore. You can find me at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. <sighs> all right, boys. Happy Thanksgiving to the listeners, and let's hope one of us ships uh, a GPP on this slate. You're...